You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadi al-lazina astafa wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmin al-jaza wa ba'd. Alhamdulillah, respected, esteemed listeners right here on Marcus Sahaba, voice of the Ahlu Sunnah where we bring you all those things associated with your health, your mental health on medical files. And tonight we have a special guest once again, and we are blessed with the company of our esteemed uh, Dr. Zakaria Badat from uh, Durban. Uh, Dr. Zakaria, mashallah, hails from a small town called Wienen, right there in uh, KZN, you know. And then he also uh, attended school under the tutelage of Hazrat Mufti uh, Saluji, Saad, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, preserve him. So he comes from good hands. And tonight, alhamdulillah, listeners, we are fortunate uh, that we have a guest like uh, the likes of uh, Dr. Zakaria. Dr. Zakaria Saab, mashallah, welcome to the segment here on medical files. Right here on Marqa Sahaba, voice of the Ahlu Sunnah. Ji. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah Mufti Saab for hosting me on uh, Marcus Sahaba. The, the introduction was a bit superfluous. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, that is a more on the on the esteem side of things. And you are more on the esteem side of things. Alhamdulillah, we are trying to... Uh, Allah, doctor, you know that uh, you come from good hands. Uh, you know, uh, I, I know a classmate from Wienen, Molinet Shard, staying in Durban now. And I met uh, Muftisab the first time in 1994. So that's almost three decades ago. Uh, I can't believe I'm so old, you know. I thought I'm still a youngster. But uh, now I feel quite old. But nevertheless, doctor, that Allah grant you afia, barakah, and khair. And may Allah use you to benefit uh, the ummah. Uh, our esteemed listeners, uh, Jazakumullah for tuning in on uh, Marcus Sahaba. Tonight we will, be, we will be discussing a very, very important issue. And uh, sometimes we shy away from this or we feel embarrassed or we think of it as taboo that uh, we shouldn't be discussing it. And uh, that is uh, mental health. Mental health in Islam, what does mental health mean? Uh, what's this, uh, the, the relation between Islam and uh, between uh, mental health? So, doctor, would you like to brief us uh, that uh, the relation between uh, our personal selves as uh, Muslims and uh, that of uh, mental health? Because when we speak about or just the usage of the word uh, mental, then we uh, uh, people think we're speaking about psychosis. We're speaking about someone, someone who's uh, mentally uh, ill, you know, that uh, belongs in an institution uh, that needs to be drugged whole day etc so what, what's the relation uh, between for us as muslims uh, between islam and between a uh, good mental health gee okay. alhamdulillah allah ta'ala has blessed us with many bounties and of the bounties that allah ta'ala has blessed us with is health in the textbook definition of what is health they talk about a complete state of physical mental social well-being and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. So that that is just the textbook definition of health and more focusing on to mental health now. This also includes our emotional, psychological and social well-being. And this here talks about how we think, feel, act and how we handle our stress, relate to others and make healthy choices. 
And mental health is important in every stage of our life. Health in general, if there is dysfunction, we feel we feel the pain and we 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 go through we go through difficulty in terms of social social functioning in terms of occupational functioning in terms of spiritual functioning examples we can use is somebody is absolutely well suddenly this person has a stroke mm. now from being absolutely normal functioning at work supporting his family going to the masjid this person now is dead bound this person needs help this person needs assistance you know so there's there's complete dysfunction and you know there's yeah. neurological dysfunction and that's affecting you know you know even musculoskeletal speech affecting so many other organs in our body so like that there when Allah Ta'ala takes away you know health from any organ in our body then we we feel that dysfunction and and Sickness, illness comes from Allah, and Allah gives sickness to whoever He wants. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't affect this race. It doesn't affect this religion. It affects everybody. Gee. And that is that is that is where that is where mental health actually starts from. That uh, all all you know all groups and all societies are affected. But Alhamdulillah, uh, with Iman, with Islam. There is data that shows that, for example, suicide rates are very, very low in Islamic countries, in Islamic societies. Mm. So Alhamdulillah, that is a protective factor. In the Quran and Sunnah, there are so many different protective factors when it comes to health in, 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 all, in all different spheres, in all different... You can look at it in, you know, if you talk about pediatrics, you will see the benefit of Quran and Sunnah. If you if you know talk about you know you know talk about you know metabolic metabolic illnesses the answers are there in the Quran and Sunnah. So mm-hmm. similarly, when you, when we're dealing with mental health, there are many also there are many answers that can actually totally you know deal with uh, these problems. Yeah. Yes, yes, doctor, very very good. You know, I'm glad you you brought it up. You know why? Because uh, uh, post COVID, we've seen many many people uh, going uh, for for mental uh, help. Uh, because of mental disorders. So there's various factors that could have contributed to that, uh, being isolated, being cut off from family, uh, being under lockdown, being imprisoned, etc. So uh, almost 70% increase in uh, cases. And uh, then when we look uh, at it from an Islamic perspective, so we normally refer to a person who's, uh, who's mentally challenged, we refer to that person in Arabic as Majnoon. Uh, I think many people know that word, you know, majnoon, which means uh, a mental case, a person who's who's uh, mentally not all there. Uh, so uh, that comes from the word, uh, uh, or from the two letters, jim and noon. So jim and noon is used for everything in the Arabic, and this is the beauty of Arabic, that uh, that is covered or concealed. So uh, like jannah, the, the, the word jannah comes from there, because it is something that is hidden. The word, uh, uh, you know, jun comes from there, uh, uh, the word Jannah uh, to cover uh, the darkness of the night comes from there. The word Jinn, uh, you know, the, the creature that we cannot see comes from there because they're all invisible. And likewise, mental disorders are, are things uh, that we cannot physically see, doctor, like uh, a growth on your hand or a cut or, you know, or lacerations or stuff like that. So uh, people, it's very difficult then sometimes to diagnose and you need uh, to go 
go see a, a medical practitioner. So uh, I think that's why people shy away from it. Would you like to uh, elaborate on that, doctor? Gee, um, uh, I'm glad you also brought about, you know, COVID. Uh, and Gee. what it actually did, you know, in terms of mental health, you know, the, you know, the, there are, there are, there are articles that have been written. For example, there's a Lancet article which mentioned that an additional 53 million people had depression and an additional 76 million people had anxiety worldwide compared to pre-COVID, you know, Gee. era. Yeah, in terms of in terms of percentage increases, it equated to a twenty eight percent increase in depression and a twenty six percent increase in in anxiety. Yes, alarm. That's what reported in a that's what reported in a high impact journal. Gee, this just the UK. They reported a 29 percent rise in first onset psychosis between April twenty nineteen April twenty one in that one year. In that one-year period, this year is where people are hearing voices behaving abnormally. Yeah. In South Africa, we have the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. So they have a helpline, you know, for people yeah. who, who are stressed out, people who are who are depressed, who are suicidal. So they received in 2019 about 180,000 calls. In 2019. But 2019. In Gee. 2020, this went up to 315,000. It's almost double the amount. Uh, yeah, 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 almost double the amount. And in the in a, you know nine month period, January to September, they had uh, 466,000 calls. You know, uh, and and this is this is just one impact that uh, you know COVID 19 you know, the lockdown, etc., had on mental health. And and we must remember we we are social beings. Gee. And Allah created us to do certain things. The the man has a responsibility for his family. Now when the man's responsibility is to go out and work and when that is taken away, then these statistics just show how you know when Allah created us and when we go against that, you know, what happens. Yes. Um, so that's uh, that's that's just that's just in terms of uh, mental, you know, mental health, you know, with the uh, uh, and the impact that COVID nineteen had on on mental health. Uh, you talked about Majnoon, but mental health is broad, and I want to go through the different categories of mental illness. Gee. So the first category. In any in any specific order, one is you get what we call our mood disorders. So in your mood disorders, our mood sometimes goes a bit low. Stresses of life, etc. People go into a depressed state. <clears throat> uh, the person feels down, depressed. Sometimes has sleepless nights. Sometimes oversleeps. So it affects it affects their functioning. So this is this is what we call depression. Gee. But sometimes the mood goes up, where the mood goes very, very high, and it fluctuates. So this is what we call bipolar, you know, bipolar. So a bipolar mood disorder. So, so this year all falls under the mood, mood, uh, mood category. Gee. Then you get the, then you get the anxious group. So, 
here you find people getting panic attacks you you find they 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 come to you their hearts are racing they they are breathing they are hyperventilating you know breathing very very fast they feel that the world is crashing on them they are coming to an end right due to some stress in life most of the time and uh uh you would do this you know with this anxiety you also get the obsessive compulsive disorders so people get a bit uh they, they they become they become very obsessed so for example a person will be very obsessed about being clean and he will go four five times to the bathroom just to keep washing himself and he washes the skip sap again and again and again so the the act of washing relieves that anxiety but what that also does is that it impairs the patient's functioning because now the patient doesn't get to do what he needs to do he doesn't get to work on time he misses he misses his salah etc because of being obsessed with cleanliness like that they people have many other obsessions and then you have also phobias so people people get scared you know for certain things some people have a have a phobia for blood some people have a phobia for a cockroach some people have a phobia for for many things so they these are all your anxiety disorders then you get cognitive disorders so some people have what we call uh you know intellectual disability mm-hmm. or on the other spectrum of things you know we uh, as we age the brain starts to shrink you get dementia so that day is your cognitive disorders memory problems etc mm. and and then you also get your you know your psychotic disorders psychotic disorders is where you know reality gets a bit blur uh people start to experience phenomena that may not really be there so we have our five senses our hearing our sight our taste you know uh touch you know so our five senses now what happens is people start to hear voices that are not there people start to see things that are not there people start to feel things going under their skin so these are all the different forms of uh what we call uh, hallucinations that people get in the in the psychotic spectrum of things and it also affects their speech and it affects their behavior so uh and it results in impaired functioning so this is your psychotic disorders uh there are many other you know many other disorders but this this is just like a broad you know just a broad overview and we must remember that all these disorders can be influenced by drugs substance of abuse and alcohol so for example a patient who is taking a lot of cannabis that cannabis may damage the brain such that that patient might go into developing a psychotic disorder directly as a result of substance so that's what we we'll call a substance induced psychotic disorder and uh and alcohol is another big drug that actually causes a lot of this mental disorders and and that's the beauty of islam that from the root you know you know mufti sahab the the verse is there uh we allah taala forbids all intoxicants ji uh, uh it's not coming uh, to me but uh, yeah uh yeah so we all intoxicants are forbidden so you know you know dealing with the root cause of the problem Yes, and, I think the verse is إنما الخمر والميسر والأنصاب والأزلام رجز من عمل الشيطان. Where Allah declares that wine, liquor, and gambling are all 
part of the filth of uh, shaitan. That is a verse in Surah Maida, uh, Doctor. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Addiction is a big problem. Gambling is an addiction, and it's also, you know, it's also treated as a as a, as a as a mental health disorder because of the dysfunction. Meaning, meaning that if a patient has a gambling problem, it's 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 a wise idea to also seek medical help uh, because it does result in a lot of dysfunction. Uh, yeah. So like that, 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 that the, the spectrum, the spectrum of mental illness, alcohol and substances can do it together with medical problems, meaning a patient may have a tumor in the brain and because of the tumor in the brain, it affects his mood. So this person, this person, you know, has anger outbursts, but the anger outburst is directly as a result of, you know, a previous stroke or a tumor in the brain, you know, we, we take some understanding from the people around around that person that, you know, the fear is as a result of that. Uh, that's what that person is having these symptoms. Yeah. So that's that, that, that the spectrum, you know, uh, of uh, of disorders. So we, we, we don't just isolate it to, uh, you know, the majnoon. Gee, so purely, doctor, from a, from an Islamic perspective, when uh, the the jurists, when they they wrote extensively and exhaustively about this issue, they were speaking about psychotic disorders where a person uh, generally loses his mind, his ability uh, to differentiate between good and bad, and uh, either uh, through a natural process or it was induced because of substance abuse or uh, perhaps because of some unseen cause. Uh, like, you know, like the Quran says, كَالَّذِيَ بَمَسُّ shaitan." Uh, like the, uh, the being that shaitan is touched, you know, uh, when Allah speaks about those people engaged in riba. So there's basically three causes uh, that causes uh, psychotic uh, disorders. And uh, the, the reason why that is mentioned is because uh, it affects the rulings, uh, rulings with regards to talaq, ruling with, with regards to uh, crimes per- perpetrated, etc. So that is uh, psychotic disorders. But uh, before we get to that doctor you know uh, i want to uh, discuss with you that uh, cognitive neuroscience uh, people's uh, inability to deal with uh, answers a simple answer like no for example when someone tells you no then how does a person deal with it because uh, in that uh, period of time when you hear the word no after you've requested something for example then your brain uh, releases chemicals and uh, that chemicals affects your stress levels uh, it causes sleep disorder orders and all of these other related issues you know and uh, the Quran actually spoke about this uh, good mental health and uh, the Quran refers to the brain as aql so aql is something that is normally uh, free that is free reign but Allah speaks about only nuha that uh, that brain uh, that has the ability uh, to withdraw itself when it sees a uh, danger or or something that is harmful etc and those people are regarded as intelligent uh, beings so uh, it is not to uh, that Islam does not deal with uh, mental issues or mental health. Islam uh, speaks about it extensively and uh, this cognitive uh, uh, or the cognitive aspect of uh, neuroscience uh, actually falls under the category of uh, nafsu amara 
that are commanding nafs, the commanding soul that commands us to do bad, etc. And that's why people cannot deal uh, with uh, being told no or, or when they get uh, sad news or disappointing news and uh, they go into these uh, uh, sort of uh, depressive modes, Doc. Uh, I think uh, you can elaborate on that, that from an Islamic perspective, you know, how do, how do we as Muslims uh, deal with this when uh, the Quran is also prescribed certain remedies, G? Uh, gee, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's very interesting because I think just recently they talk about that in the heart there is a little brain, you know, and uh, they, they 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 have you know actually created some sort of an image of what that small brain you know looks like in the heart. Uh, <clears throat> so you know, uh, and and it, it it you know you know when we you know when we talk about you know our nafs. Gee. Gee, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think, I think there's a, there's a, there's a link to it there. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, patients or a person, you know, cannot take no for an answer. Uh, maybe there was, there was, uh, maybe there was a, there was a, you know, a serious event in life, Gee. you know, a loss of somebody. Now, I was very close to my, mother and now suddenly she's gone and now how do i how do i deal with that you know uh and and the start you know the, the you know you, you know the the way we are the environment having ulama around us you know taking their advice and going back to the basics of islam iman so our shahada is ashadu allah ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh so the first part is I testify is none what you worship but Allah and the second part I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Allah's servant and his messenger. And that and that word servant is such a big word that we are Allah's servant. Like like you know, we know today is tonight is the night of Miraj. And, you know, Mufti Saab, you know, you will be able to translate this and, you know, put more meaning to it. You know, Subhanallah, asra bi'abdihi, leelam minal masjid, haram minal masjid, al-aqsa. You know, the word servant is used here as well. When Allah yes. takes his servant, you know, from masjid al-haram to masjid al-aqsa, and then, wa'alladhi barakna hawla. So, Rasulullah was Allah's servant. Every prophet of Allah... You know, describe themselves, you know, Qala inni Abdullah. They were all Allah's servants. So when a servant is in a situation, what does a servant... Servant basically does what his master commands him to do. And the servant is pleased, you know, the servant is pleased with the command of Allah. So that, you know, there's a dua, Raditu billahi rabba wa bil islami deena wa bi muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam nabi wa rasulah. So, Raditu billahi rabba, when, when that... When that servitude, so we have our nafs. And then that nafs is telling us that, you know what, we're having, a, we're having a bad, you know, we're having a bad turn in life. And I can't handle it. But then we, we, we have to go back, you know, one, two steps and say, okay, where are we in this whole picture of things? And we are the servants. So when we, we coming from a servant, if we are a servant, we do what our master does, uh, what our master tells us to do, and we are pleased with whatever condition he places us in. And that's that's where the gold of Islam comes in. How you know how we deal with any situation. So 
you know, as you, you know, when you, when you, when you listen to a patient's story, when you hear what's happening in their life, it gives a very good angle. How, how do we understand this from what Allah Ta'ala is telling us, from what Rasulullah is telling us? Uh, this is just like, you know, one example that we use. Inshallah, we can look at other examples as we go on. Gee. Gee, Doctor, you mentioned uh, something very, very important, you know, when you mentioned the word Abd in uh, Surah Isra, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes Rasulullah as Abd. So that is the highest uh, uh, stages or the highest stage in the, 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 uh, the most uh, uh, magnificent title that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala conferred upon any a human being and that is the word slave so here rasulullah being the best of examples you know but uh, even he uh, the nabi والسلام, was affected uh, with uh, stress and uh, with the speech of people and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this and when i read uh, two specific uh, verses uh, you know that walaqad na'lamu annahu yadiqu sadruka bima yaqulun in one verse allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we know that your chest is becoming tight because of what they are falsely accusing you of being a sorcerer fortune teller uh, fake prophet all these things but allah mentions the yadiqu sadruk that your chest becomes tight so uh, that is in a relation to stress so when a person's stress level uh, increases that means that his breathing uh, becomes difficult you know and sometimes he hyperventilates and uh, that is when a person goes into anxiety or even panic attacks uh, doctor uh, you know and that's where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has expanded the chest of our beloved rasulullah sallallahu alaihi allah said alam nashrah laka sadrak didn't we expand your chest because when you deal with uh, human beings you have to deal with them in the entirety their problems their stress etc so not even the prophets والسلام, being human that uh, they were spared uh, from certain type of uh, of stresses etc and uh, likewise we we have to face it head on you know and i i think we just need a bit of guidance both islamically and of course uh, uh, through uh, the help of good counseling like you giving now to our listeners right here on marka sahaba the voice of the ahlu sunnah g doctor Gigi, alhamdulillah. Gigi, i mean you know, when you, you know, the, you know, when you know, when you know, when you know, as you, as you reading the verses, it already impacts on the heart. That's, that's the Quran, you know, the beauty of the Quran. And I think the real, the real joy of, you know, tasting the flavor of the Quran is, you know, engaging with the, with the meaning of the Quran, you know, yeah. with the, you know, with the, with the direct consult, consultation of ulama. You know, to get the to get the correct meaning. Yes. Yeah. So, alhamdulillah, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing of Allah that uh, you know. I, I always say that doctors are so you know they are taught in a you know in a Western system, and sometimes you know the the way they analyze and you know think of things may not be the correct way. So you know the Mufti Saab is there, you know can you know just make the correction <laughs> immediately. <laughs> alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when it comes to... No, 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 proceed, proceed. No, no, I'm listening, G. Yeah, when you, you know, you know, focusing on, you know, focusing on stress, focusing on depression. One of the, one of the big causes of the stress and depression is expectation. Mm. And uh, this word expectation is, 
it, it, you know, it, it must be thought of in the context of the first hadith of Bukhari Sharif, you know, in Namal A'malu Binniya. You know, verily actions are judged by their intentions. And, uh, you know, Mutisab can more elaborate on this hadith, but the, the, the first part of this hadith is that if you, uh, if you, if the person, you know, made the hijrah, you know, to get, uh, you know, for the, for the, for the, for the lady or, you know, to get married, it will be for that reason. Correct. But if you did it for Allah and his Rasulullah and it will be for Allah and Rasulullah So our that expectation is we do whatever we do, why we do what we do. For example, I'm, I'm a housewife, I'm cooking food at home. Why am I doing it? Now my husband comes and he gets upset. And you know, he tells me a bad thing you know, all the day and then and then, you know, it, 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 it buggers up my whole mood. Gee. So at that point, I've got to ask myself, why did I prepare this food? Did I prepare this food for my husband? And if I did it for him, then my reward is with him. And, and you know what, people disappoint. But if I did it for Allah Ta'ala, my reward is with Allah Ta'ala. And it, and it goes back to being that slave. So Allah commanded me, Allah commanded me, you know what, I'm part of this marriage, so I need to play my part. So I'm doing it to play some part in my marriage, you know, mm. make things go well in my marriage. So when I do it from that angle, for the pleasure of Allah, my act of cooking is actually an ibadah and I don't have an expectation of that, of that person. It's the same with our children. Our, sometimes our children disappoint us. But we don't take care of our children for our children to make them happy, to give them a good life, etc. What we do it is for the pleasure of Allah. And if every action in our life we do for the pleasure of Allah, what then happens is that all the noise, all the distraction goes away. Nothing, nothing sort of, you know, hits us that hard. Because we never did it for anybody. We never did it for our mother. We were obedient to our mother for the pleasure of Allah. Not not for a worldly reason. When I went to work, the work that I did was for the pleasure of Allah because Allah commanded me that me as a husband, you have to support your wife, your family. So it's, it's an act of ibadah. So money didn't come into the equation. When that loss was there, then Alhamdulillah, sustenance comes from Allah Ta'ala. I did what I was supposed to do for the pleasure of Allah. And Alhamdulillah, if we do our whole life like that day, what happens is our whole life becomes an act of ibadah. We fulfill our purpose of life, which is stated in the Quran that Allah Ta'ala created us for His worship, for His ibadah, for His recognition. And when we start fulfilling this purpose of life, Alhamdulillah, all the stress, anxiety, the depression, it goes away. And we don't have an expectation from anybody. So that's, that's how Islam actually deals with the root cause of so many of these things. Gee, mashallah, doctor, you know that uh, right here, Marka Sahaba, voice of the Ahlul Sunnah, uh, Dr. Zakaria giving us a sterling advice, you know, and uh, reminding us of our expectations. And we have so, so many expectations in life. Uh, we have expectations of a long life. 
a wealthy life, a healthy life. But at the end of the day, we have to be uh, happy with the decree of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Doctor, you've mentioned something important earlier. I just want to touch on that. And uh, you said about the discovery of a, a smaller uh, organ or smaller heart on top of the heart, you know. So according to our jurist, that some of them are of the opinion that intellect is actually located inside the heart or near the heart area and not inside the mind uh, because the Quran says that Allah has given uh, humanity hearts which they don't use to understand now when you speak about understanding we normally refer to our brain as uh, as uh, the organ that uh, does uh, the uh, understanding part you know that uh, neurons being transmitted from one part to the other part and uh, giving us mobility and all of these things but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran actually uh, the entire anatomy and layout of our our brain function and where our intellect uh, is uh, is located and why it is so important for us to protect this intellect and like you said now to, uh, by doing good deeds etc and uh, islam is emphasized that that uh, that's why intoxicants is uh, prohibited in islam and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, uh, commanded us to look after this uh, intellect uh, doctor so that's very very important uh, point uh, that you have you have uh, mentioned there then when we look at the the opposite side again uh, when you look at uh, people for example the gender confused society uh, you know the people you see them as normal human beings but uh, they don't seem to fit into society doctor and uh, people are trying to to make sense of what is happening uh, you know so uh, touching on that uh, there's a white matter inside the brain that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Allah says Allah swears by the life of Rasulullah that they these people who commit these heinous and uh, dangerous actions and evil actions out there uh, I'm speaking about the alphabet community specifically that uh, they are like they are in a state of drunkenness so uh, if you study that closely you will see that uh, people engage in in uh, non-ibadah engage in vice and sin uh, engage in sins uh, that Allah has destroyed other people before us that uh, there's more white matter in their brain so there's an imbalance and an impairment in the happening inside the brain and that is affecting uh, the the their thinking and uh, the maneuver and the existence uh, amongst society so uh, again doctor that uh, we have to resort into the teachings of islam am, am i correct in a, in a saying that you know that uh, all our solutions are found in the quran and hadith g uh definitely definitely uh allah ta'ala is our creator and allah ta'ala is the knower of everything and when allah ta'ala is sending down the quran it's for mankind, for the benefit of mankind. And, and in, our, in the Quran, in the Sunnah, Alhamdulillah, uh, the answers are there. You know, when, when, it, when, it comes to, when it comes to the LGBT community, very, you know, there's a, there's a correlation between mental health issues and, uh, and, and the LGBT community. For example, major depression rates was 18% versus 8.2% in the general population. Mm. So you can see that, you can see now the, the, the almost double, yeah. or more than double rather. Your post-traumatic stress disorder, 11.3% compared to 3.9% in the general population, so three times more. Mm. Suicidal behavior, 31% compared to 4.1%. 
It's okay. a huge difference, so, Doc. Uh, that's, a, that's a massive difference. So basically, the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community have a very high risk of suicidal deaths. Canada, which is regarded as the most LGBTQ friendly and safe country in the world, has the same problem, has the same problem. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, because, you know, what, what, what actually comes about is that, you know what, maybe there's too much of stigma and discrimination on this community. So that's why it leads to poor mental health, poverty, isolation, homelessness. Mm. But now, if, if, you look, if you're looking at Canada, where it's more than 90% accepted, they still have the same problems. Depression, two to four times more prevalent. Suicidal thoughts and tendencies, three and a half to four times more prevalent compared to the general population. Right, so there's also, there's also other medical problems, for example, chronic cardiovascular diseases, HIV, cancer. You've got, you got anal cancer, which is 23 to 30 times more prevalent mm-hmm. in this society. And this, uh, this community also has more alcohol, smoking, drug, drug abuse, twice the general population rate, which actually feeds into, into this, uh, you know, into mental ill health. Yes. Then when you look at all of this, and then when you look at the command of Allah, what does Allah command us to do? Allah commands us to do what is good. Gee. Allah created us male, Allah created us female. Uh, so, and Allah Ta'ala gave certain duties and responsibilities to the male and certain duties and responsibilities to the female. Then we just go back and say, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has given us Islam, which prevents all of this. All of this totally prevented root cause dealt with. Yeah. Gee, so that's 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 the beauty of Islam, Alhamdulillah. So when you when you when you, when you see where the solution, the solution really is in Islam. So, I mean, during the time of Rasulullah when alcohol was forbidden, there's no way in the history of the whole world where that could where that where that has ever happened. How when alcohol the command came down that alcohol is now forbidden. Every single Sahabi who had that alcohol dropped it. Even, you know, they had a million barrels for sale. It was all destroyed. Beauty of Islam, Alhamdulillah. Gee. Very, very important point, Doctor. Yes, uh, like the Quran says, Fi sakratim ya'mahun, they are like people who are intoxicated because they cannot make clear uh, cut decisions, you know, they, they, they opting to do wrong instead of doing right. And that puts a massive strain on uh, the economy. It puts a strain on, on our health facilities, etc. because you have to deal with people who are making free choices and uh, they're not contributing to society. Uh, Doc, you've also mentioned now that uh, the importance, you know, of uh, abstaining from uh, intoxicants, etc. So what about, uh, how do we deal with normal day stresses? I know that uh, people, when they go to a doctor and uh, they relate uh, their, their stress or uh, mental disorder, etc., then they expect some sort of magic pill uh, that can just erase everything or block out everything. So people will resort to your benzos, your valiums, uh, your Zoloft, your, all these types of, of, of medication that are used for either for depression or for anxiety or panic attacks, etc. You know, so that is purely from a medical perspective. But when we look at the Quran, 
and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says contentment uh, actually comes from the heart and if you want contentment from the heart again it's uh, the focus is on the heart then Allah bidhikri lai tatmainu qulub then really in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the hearts will be contented will find contentment so uh, it, it makes sense if the heart is unstable and I'm, I'm not speaking about medically I mean uh, you know with regards to emotions and feelings and disorders etc then the entire body will be affected and thus the environment and the people around that person will be will be affected but if the person engages in in a remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then we'll see a reverse of of these conditions and symptoms G Easy. I, I, you know, you mentioned it as it is. Alhamdulillah. That, that's that's the answer. That's the pull. Allah be wicked light at my Easy. That's the that is the pull. You know, and Muftisa, I don't know. You, you can elaborate on ahadis that are linked to zikr of Allah and stress, like you know, istighfar. Does istighfar help to deal with stress? G doctor, so 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 your advice would be uh, not to go then straight for for something that might be uh, be uh, addictive, you know, uh, where a person uh, needs to take a tablet every night, uh, and then uh, that will of course lose its efficacy in the long run because your body becomes accustomed to that. Uh, you know, uh, if a person takes example uh, any of the diazepam, for example, or any other thing, uh, you know, you become addicted to that and uh, your dependency on that increases. So uh, we have to look at alternatives as well. You said that we have to go to the root of the problem and uh, eradicate the problem, you know? So uh, uh, can you give us more insight into that, please? It's, it's a good idea to seek professional opinion, but to also have, a, have some insight into some of the drugs. From a biomedical perspective, but what we, what they say is that our happy hormones are, you know, serotonin, no adrenaline. So these happy hormones go low. Mm-hmm. So basically these drugs, they increase these happy hormones. Mm-hmm. Right, but now we have, to, we have to think about this, that if the drug is increasing the happy hormone, it doesn't deal with the problem. I'm going through a divorce. It doesn't deal with that problem. I've... Uh, I've hit a big loss in my, in my, you know, uh, business. So it, 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 it doesn't really actually address the root cause of the problem. Mm. So if you're looking at addressing the root cause of the problem, it's in Islam. What it does, uh, what it does is that it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a pacifier. You know, you know, somebody, you know, the, the baby is crying, you know, maybe, maybe there's abdominal colic or something. And then the mother takes the dummy and puts it in the baby's mouth, you know. And uh, you know to maybe relieve the baby of that crying, but 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 maybe there's a bug that you know needs to be treated for the on on the baby. So it's not dealing with the problem; it's just a pacifier. Yes. So that's that that's what uh, that's way that's way it is. So there is a need for it uh, for some patients. Some patients are very 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 ill, and alhamdulillah they have good clinical response. Yes. And and alhamdulillah they they fit. The faith in Allah is there, and and they are reading salah, and they are making zikr. So, so remember, like you know, somebody has has a heart attack and maybe has to go for a bypass, for example, or has to put a stent. So, in a similar way, sometimes there is medication that is necessary. But 
especially with the so the, the this year is what we talk about the SSRI selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors SNRIs etc. But then tricyclic antidepressants. But when you look when you look at the benzodiazepines, right? The, the, the properties are sedating, so they give you some. Uh, they make you a bit, you know tired. They give you some sleep, hypnosis, make you forget, anxiolytic. They they, start, they they decrease anxiety, and they give you muscle relaxation. Now, if you look at if you look at all these properties. When a person drinks alcohol, it has the same effect. Indeed. So that's why it's similar to alcohol in a drug. So why we must be careful for benzodiazepines? And it has a very high you you get you get very dependent on it. So it has a very high dependency rate. Uh, and then with that day you get you can get benzodiazepine addiction. Indeed. So it can create a problem that was not there. So benzodiazepines are very short term, very short term. Short term, like in a seven days, doc, fourteen days, seven days yeah, generally. Seven, ten days max. Seven, ten days max. So that whatever else is going on, you're getting a, you you're getting you're getting a chance to deal with it. If you if you go too long with your benzodiazepines, then you're going to cause more problems. It's not dealing it's not dealing with the root cause of the problem. Okay. So that, that 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 that's from a that's from a that's from a bio biomedical perspective. But remember, there's biological, there's psychological, there's social. So the psychosocial, uh, the psychosocial has to also be dealt with. Yes. In uh, in, in in mental health. Gee. In the in the in the Quran, and uh, the last two verses of Surah Baqarah. They are very amazing. We go to we go to tough times in life, and and these last two verses of Surah Baqarah were revealed in the night of Miraj. Mm. So Rasulullah was given salah in the night of Miraj, and he was also given the last two verses of Surah Baqarah. Surah yeah. Al Miraj, and and the the the, the verse La Yukali Allah does not place a burden to any soul beyond what it can bear. It tells us that whatever challenge, whatever stress we're going through in life, we can handle it because Allah Ta'ala told us we can handle it. So it's not so bad. Yeah. Once we look at somebody who's suffering more than us, and right now the people in Palestine they are suffering so much, just one one thought about what's happening in Palestine and you know how we feel for our Muslim brothers and sisters in Palestine and automatically we, we think, what what problem do we have? Mm. And and the people in Palestine when they are looking at their problems their iman is there, they are saying Hasbunallah wa Niamal Waqeel and and but they can they also saying La Yukalifullah that we can handle this problem as bad as it is. Allah is giving them the ability to handle that problem. Like that they, every single human being, La Yukalifullah Indeed, Doctor. That's the two verses of Surah Baqarah, we read it, we understand it. Inshallah we'll it will you know, it, it helps us uh, really put context into what our problem actually is. Yes. 
I, I'm so glad you brought up Palestine, Doc, because uh, I read an article that says that uh, uh, almost 50-60% of the Zionists are affected with uh, some stress disorder because of this war. So they're looking at themselves and uh, giving judgment according to their mental uh, state right now, but they're forgetting the loss of life and limb and uh, and places and housing, etc., that uh, our Muslim brothers and sisters uh, are undergoing right now in Palestine. So the, the, the same like us, that's basically what you're saying, that we're looking at our problem and when we compare it to someone else, uh, our problem could be smaller and minute. If you, we just look around and focus on other people's uh, problems, you know, then we'll see that our burden is not so so heavy at the end of the day. And then coming back to the Mi'raj, uh, besides being a gift to Rasulullah Wasallam, it was also to console our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala uh, honored him by taking him up and then uh, consoling him. So we as human beings, sometimes we need some sort of consolement. And I think uh, our, our this is just my, my opinion and observation. Sometimes we go straight uh, for, for the drug cabinet, uh, for alternative you know, st- stuff that makes us feel good. But it is short-lived because once uh, the withdrawal symptoms uh, start settling in, the problem still remains at the end of the day, Doc. G. G. That's a very important, you know, istighfar. It brings contentment, it, uh, it removes sin, and uh, it also makes a person feel good, uh, establishes that bond between uh, the slave and the creator. Because remember, only a person who believes in Allah will actually ask forgiveness. A person who doesn't believe in Allah, he won't even bother asking forgiveness because he doesn't feel that he uh, will be held accountable uh, by any being or any other person, you know. So uh, very, very important. Then there's a third factor or, or another factor or contributor uh, that we would like to mention also that causes grief, anxiety, and uh, and all these other disorders, mood disorders, and that is uh, the enemy, public, public enemy number one, or the apex enemy, and that is shaitan himself. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in the Quran, where Allah says, that one of, uh, of, 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 of uh, the contributing factors to, to ill health, uh, in, uh, especially amongst the believers, is that shaitan causes grief amongst uh, the believing ummah. That's his duty to make us feel sad and bad, you know, uh, and that we're rejecting the decree of Allah, uh, not being contented and happy with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained for us and given to us and gifted to us. So uh, we feel unhappy and uncomfortable and then jealousy starts settling in and other sicknesses of the heart. And uh, that will also affect our mental well-being, doctor. 
Yes, in asking uh, Allah protection from shaitan, Doc. So uh, that is also protection against uh, grief because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that he's a contributor uh, towards grief amongst uh, the believing uh, society. So then it comes, uh, uh, you know, it boils down to the fact again that uh, uh, there's grief and uh, then there's also real uh, 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 psychosis and uh, real mental issues so we have to separate between all of of, of these things you know and uh, then first take our our remedies from uh, the glorious quran dhikr uh, of course and then amalu saliha uh, doing righteous deeds because that brings about happiness and contentment to the slave of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so i think that uh, imbalance in life comes when uh, there's a lack of that uh, a lack of, of, of righteous deeds, a lack of istighfar, not asking Allah protection from shaitan, uh, th- that causes an imbalance in our outer circle and eventually it will affect our our mental well-being as well. Because now shaitan, you've left the doors open for him to enter, so he will cause disruption and chaos in your, in your mental well-being and your physical uh, being and that will cause your organs to, uh, you, know, you know, not to work in harmony. Uh, to work uh, against each other and that causes you, you yourself to become uh, ill at the end of the day. So simple solutions, uh, but it's mentioned in the Quran and it's quite potent, Doc. See, all the solutions are there. All the solutions are there. Uh, just, just, on, just on also, you know, more on the biomedical management, uh, for psychosis especially, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has given us good, uh, you know, good treatment in terms of medication. Yeah. So, people who are hearing voices sing things, where, where, where we are based, we see around 3,000 patients a month, on a monthly basis. Uh, and, Alhamdulillah, you, you actually, you know, you know, you can see Allah Ta'ala is helping so many of these patients, you know, lead normal life. Some of them, you find they are married, some of them have a stable job, etc. So, al- Alhamdulillah. So, <clears throat> it's important to also seek medical help uh, because there is good, there is good response to treatment. Gee. Mashallah, uh, doctor. 
I'm, I'm so happy you're mentioning that, you know, 3,000 people seeing 3,000 patients a month. Uh, I think you're, you're, you're overworked also, you know, as long as you're not stressing on that side. So <laughs> we find on this side, you know, the public still needs to benefit from you. 3,000 people, that's a lot. That means you have to listen to 3,000 cases per month, 3,000 cases of depression and other disorders. Uh, how do you cope as a, as a doctor, you know, that uh, because, of course, your work goes home with you. Uh, you have to, to get into bed at night. And uh, it's same like our field. I still have to think about the cases, the people I saw during the day. So I have my specific uh, actions that I do. But as a medical practitioner, Doc, that how do you cope? Oh, lovely, lovely. A team. We're not, uh, we're not alone. There's a team of nurses, doctors. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, I know the health system is bad in South Africa, but I don't think it's so bad that uh, one doctor will have to, to, to see to the needs of uh, 3,000 uh, patients, you know. Doctor, any parting advice? You know, it's so wonderful to have you on this program, and uh, we're dealing with, with such an important topic, and it's quite broad and vast, and I think uh, if we have to do justice to this, it will most probably take a, a couple of episodes just to, to, to go and to get into the thick of things, you know. So uh, we just, we gave the people basically uh, how uh, remedies, how to deal with it, taking them back to the Quran and Sunnah. But for us, uh, general people there that suffering from uh, uh, normal to mid to mild stresses, etc., that uh, what advice would you would you give us? You know, uh, practical advice uh, that we can implement and take home with us uh, tonight uh, on this uh, particular program right here, Marka Sahaba G. Another word comes to my mind, that person who fears Allah with Allah conscious, Allah opens the way. Allah opens the way for you. So, how, you know, how, how, how do we develop that taqwa? It's, it's to be in the company of the righteous, the pious. Mm. And, you know, so we we have to we have to find that rose at that point. Somebody to lead us to Allah Ta'ala. Gee. So we are seeking medical help, but are we seeking spiritual help? Mm. And so identifying with somebody who's pious and then opening our heart out to the advices given by the by the pious person, being in their company, you know, uh it I think is you know, it will open the road, inshallah. Allah Ta'ala will is the way. Because Allah Ta'ala is telling us in the Quran that do this. And, and you know, you will, you will find your answers, you will find your solutions. And I think from the discussion we saw how when we do what we are not supposed to do, how it takes us down the mm. bad road. For example, you know, when we, we just touched a bit on, you know, substances, we just touched a bit on, uh, you know, LGBT. Uh, because it just showed that as soon as, as soon as we engage in sin, how it leads, how it, how it causes mental ill health. And when we go down the righteous path, then that way, you know, our mental health is, you know, kept intact. So, turning to Allah Ta'ala, turning to our Iman, increasing our Iman, 
engaging in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, being in the company of the pious, recitation of the Qur'an, trying to get an understanding of the Qur'an, you know, through the company of somebody who is knowledgeable about the Qur'an, uh, qualified to, qualified to, you know, something and you understand So, from my side, that's, the, that's some of the things we can look at, you know, when it comes to dealing with this stress, anxiety, depression. And then at the same time, medical help, we seek it. It's a means, Allah Ta'ala has created that, that, that means, so we go and, and get some help. Alhamdulillah. Gee, Dr. Jazakumullah khairan so much, you know, that uh, for joining us tonight on uh, Marka Sahaba, voice of the Ahlu Sunnah, uh, Dr. Zakaria Badat, giving us a sterling advice and connecting everything back to Allah, back to the Quran and back to the Sunnah as well. And uh, people should know out there that you're never alone. Uh, whenever you're suffering from depression, anxiety, etc., that speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, use the means that are available and that is our medical experts out there. Go and see them. Uh, there's nothing to be uh, embarrassed about or to be ashamed about. You know, it is an illness just like any other physical illness. So we all feel depressed sometimes and sometimes we feel there's no way out. And uh, sometimes we even think uh, the worst of things, you know, uh, suicidal thoughts, etc. May Allah protect us and our listeners out there that uh, when these things happen then ask Allah to protect you from the waswasa and whispers of uh, shaitan uh, Dr. Zakaria it was so good chatting to you inshallah I hope that uh, we will uh, do it again sometime in the future uh, we will continue this uh, discussion may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you protect you continue to serve uh, the ummah and put khair and barakah in your life uh, to our listeners uh, doctor is not uh, doing any private practice uh, he says he is working uh, for God government i asked him that where is his practice situated so he is working for government so inshallah that we wish you all the best uh, for the future and all your future endeavors that may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala crown all your efforts in this life and in the next life jazakumullah khairan to you and to you the esteemed listeners on amarkas sahaba uh, dr sab assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.